Well, well, welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and we are choking on the smog of progress. Friend of the pod, you do not belong to the world any more than I do. Today, we're getting tech savvy and understanding how we might live in a digital revolution. Please, Siri, I want some more. But before we take the cocaine out of the cough syrup, now that they've started their own tech-free commune, let's welcome in our favorite co-host, Meredith Barry. Good day, guys. Good day. Good day. Good day. Guys, hey, we're is, back. Good day. Yay! <laughs> it is so good to be back. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Wow. And I can see you. <laughs> we're on YouTube. Oh. Everybody can see you. I mean, oh, we've okay. always been able to see yeah, one say, another. Yeah. That's, that's been part season of this show. Seven. Season we're back for seven? season seven of Between Sundays. We have not been keeping track of seasons, nope. but we're going to start. Yep. Let's do well, it. Well, every time one of us is gone for like an episode, I'm yeah. like, all right, new season. That, <laughs> I thought it was like annual. Like it just rolls over. There are no rules. <laughs> there are no we rules. started in October. Yeah, no, a season could be like two Let's episodes. Let's call it season like 42. Yeah, Let's there, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what like The Bachelor does? Now. Isn't that what like The Bachelor and I have no idea. American Idol and Do all that? Do you ever watch shows? documentary now? Yeah. Like Helen Mirren. She's yeah. like, oh, what? Season 57. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Good luck. All right. I'm sure there will be absolutely no more, no more hiccups today. <laughs> what friends of the pod don't know is that this is like, we, we did a roughly 30 minute show before right now and I forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> We're back. Just like riding a bike, everybody. Uh, I, so yeah. We've been gone for about 13 months. We've had to take a break, um, but sermons happen every weekend and they must be broken down. And so we are back That's and we're we going to be back for the long haul. Uh, if you've been a, fr a friend of the pod or you're a part of Grace Church, you know why we've needed to take that space. Uh, if you're not a friend of the pod, which I know a lot of people are not, or uh, <laughs> if you're not a part of Grace Church, which I know a lot of people are not, um, we are not going to talk about why we needed to take a, a break, but we will probably in the in the days and months ahead, just uh, just as we talk more about life. But uh, we'll have more to say about that this season. Um, <laughs> season fifty two. Yeah. But uh, today's not the day, and the, <laughs> today's not the day for a variety of reasons. And the biggest reason is that we're going to celebrate that we are now on YouTube. We are on line. <laughs> <laughs> We're on YouTube, everybody. So uh, youtube.com slash gracechurchin. You can find us. We're going to do a video recording of this every week, and you'll be able to uh, like and subscribe all the all the all the shows there and so Marin, I would love to know how you feel about being on video yes. yeah so Marin great, forgets Barry. that we're on video about every four yeah. minutes <laughs> about every four minutes Marin's reminded that we're on video what, what what's wrong with being on video I, I'm not loving this you've been wanting to be on video for some time now you've yeah. been talking about it for digital over revolution a year. yeah over a year we actually used to be on that little Lego camera <laughs> I remember during COVID <laughs> when we right? were like, no camera. when we were Facebook yeah we were Facebook live. stream oh, Facebook live, that's but right. it was like far away you know, yeah. and so I still felt like I could show up, up to in work in like pajamas, you know, <laughs> no. not really with like face full done. Yeah. But now yeah. I feel like I have to be camera ready no, you, on a Monday. This is on a real. Monday. This is this is a podcast for real church people. Yeah, I know. But if my face is going to exist on the internet for all of time, mm. I'm not going to not wear makeup to work. Well, here's what just happened to me. <laughs> I've never told this story before. <laughs> <laughs> um. I was getting ready for the podcast, was just like super excited, was like, all right, we're back after a year. I've been waiting a long time for this. I'm excited. We're going to be on camera. <laughs> Marin and Barry are here. Everything is right with the world. And I'm walking across the lobby to come up to this new video studio. And Ryan Mickens, who is the head of our production, goes, is that what you're wearing for the podcast today? <laughs> nice. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it is. He's like, you usually look nicer. Wow. When you come to work. So I am camera ready. Yeah. But apparently I, not enough. I heard that whole interaction go down. <laughs> yeah. You you were roasted and yeah, it was, I was merciless. Roasted right? For no reason. <laughs> merciless. No mercy, Ryan Mickens. You look, you look uh, fine. But you look in fine. his defense, you do usually have a few more patterns on than what we are seeing hey, from you today. This is my uh athleisure. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're usually a little more vibrant. You yeah. do kind of blend in with that brick the brick <laughs> background behind you. Between two ferns. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. Anyways, um, Barry, how are you feeling about being on camera? You you excited? You ready? I, yeah, born for this. Yeah. Did you wear a special shirt for this? <laughs> no, day? I forgot. I forgot. I just put on one of my five. <laughs> oh man! All right, so um, guys, we've been gone for thirteen months. Tell me roughly one thing. Roughly, <laughs> roughly one. Roughly one. Um, uh, that friends of the pod may not know about twenty twenty three in your life. Marin, go. Okay. Um, I'll pretend like I didn't say this the first time we recorded this podcast 10 minutes ago. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Well, I thought I could choose a new thing, but I'll yeah, stick go with ahead. the first thing. No, go ahead. Okay. Stick well, you with said, the first thing people want to know. You said roughly. So go I'm going to give it. you roughly. Here we go. Um, mm-hmm. my husband, you like that guy. <laughs> my husband and I traveled outside of the country for the first time, uh, as a married couple <laughs> yes, wow. for did. a 20th wedding anniversary. How was it? We Where'd went you go? to Mexico. Remember hey, that? Do you remember yeah, that? I do remember that. that. Yeah. That, that was happened. A long time you ago. guys are my friends. Like, oh yeah. Like you, you were there, you know, no, not we in Mexico. There. We didn't go with you. <laughs> I, was, I was sending we, you updates. We were there in the Especially moment. Especially yeah. the flight because that was like Jed's first international flight. Yeah. That's ever. right. That's right. That's and right. he was, he was super, super excited Nervous. about it. So that was oh. fun. And then a couple months later, um, my youngest, my daughter graduated high school. It's insane. So the last time we recorded a podcast, I had two, you know, children, littles <laughs> at home. Yeah. And now I have two grown adults. Yeah, there are and four adults in your house right now. There there are four they've, flown the, they've flown the coop. They've they have, gone. They've moved off. By no, no means have they flown <laughs> the coop. What's it like having that many grownups in the same house? Like, are they like, oh, mom, get off my back? Or are they like- No, no. I think we have a really good like working relationship. Here's here's where all of the problems exist. Huh. They- Jed. <laughs> most of the problems exist in my refrigerator. Uh, because sure. four adults are eating like four independent Do adults. Do they contribute to the food budget? Not so much. Like they will buy what they are into. Yeah. Desi's into a lot of crazy stuff. And she, she yeah. used to work at Sarga, the Nash international food store. Oh, so she so does go down there and bring home stuff. all kinds of stuff. I don't know what to do with, but, but it, it's that we have a normal yeah. family size fridge, but really each adult in our home is at that point where they should have their own mm-hmm. apartment kitchen. and kitchen yeah. and fridge. Right, right, right. So stuff keeps showing up like yeah. a, a Hello Kitty goblet. No, 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 no. <laughs> like a Hello Kitty plate <laughs> goblet? I'm not kidding. Is that going up and on I'm the like, wall? Where did this Hello Kitty goblet come from? There's no room for this in my cabinet. I don't want this in my home. Let's we, we're at the point where each adult We have four child, adults in the house. Why did Jed buy Hello a Hello Kitty, Kitty goblet? goblet <laughs> they need, they need like a, a hope chest, you know, where you put, you tuck things away for mm. when you journey off onto your own to start your own yeah. life and stop bringing that stuff into my yeah. kitchen. Yeah. And I did tell you, I am nervous that the kids are going to yeah. watch this now that it's on YouTube. Well. Yeah. Marin is, uh, she's very anti, um, 
Well, she said she's going to be more reserved. I got to be careful. She's going to be more reserved because than what there was she used no chance be. they were ever going to listen to an audio yeah. podcast. They were not going to seek it out. No, uh, they see. were not going to go find it. But if it's on YouTube, uh, YouTube it's and easy. our social media, it's more it's, appealing man. to yeah, the youth. Gonna, she's going to, which means <laughs> they might watch it, and but she's going to hear me calling did, her out for her Hello said? Kitty goblet. Yeah. <laughs> Get it out of my kitchen. What What else could you possibly say? You've never said anything that would possibly embarrass them ever. I have wondered, like, when God calls me home, you know, are my kids going to, like, miss me (laughs) so much? And then comb through the episodes and be like, what in the world? She was the worst parent. Yeah. (laughs) Why would she ever? Yeah. Anyway, that's what it's like. Oh man, that's what right. that's what a six on the enneagram thinks about when God calls <laughs> when God calls me home. Are my kids gonna listen to my old podcast episodes? Barry, I feel very understood by you. Good. Okay, good. good. Yeah. Oh, Barry, man. what's uh what happened in twenty twenty three with you? Uh, I mean, lots of stuff. I, Just I, one, two things, two things. Two right. things. When yeah, they both things. fall into the category of like our farm or my home. Uh, one of them is just the plants. I got to do some cool stuff that I've been wanting to do. I You're grew, a grown up boy. I am a grown up boy. I, I uh, grew a ton of stuff from seed, which I'm finally getting better and better at. I made uh, chili flakes, like hot Thai red chili yeah. flakes, which I've been using on a lot of stuff. They're great. Uh, I made my own uh, red jalapeno, fermented red jalapeno sriracha sauce. Like, How did it compare? Because uh, sriracha is a hard thing to duplicate. I didn't ferment it exactly right but mm. i got i got a step in the right direction i'll do more of this next year and it'll be great mm. um, it, it, you wouldn't you'd know the difference it, but it was delicious i use it i still i still eat it a lot um and i made salsa which was all ingredients like a chunky salsa um and it was all ingredients that i grew from seed including the like the garlic and the onion like all of it i and it was delicious so i was there very used excited to be a about time that. uh where dave rodriguez would preach and there was one that people remember yeah. for the ages he where made he hummus. made hummus while <laughs> mm-hmm. preaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you ever consider making chunky salsa <laughs> while preaching? <laughs> Does anybody really want to watch me like cutting up jalapenos and then touching my eye by accident? And- yeah, man. <laughs> Memorable. Loins. Yeah, I yeah. Loins. So anyway, that was fun. I did a lot of growing stuff. This next year will be fun too. I'm going to be trying out things like potatoes and uh, mm. anyway, more more staples and I'm going to try flower corn. Ooh, you're going to get excited about this. What? I'm going to try growing, you know, there's like sweet corn and there's like flower corn. Okay. I'm going to grow flower corn and it's this like particular species of like, like belong to the Hopi people and it's like a purple corn Yeah. and I'll, I'm going to use that and I'm going to get the, the lime stuff that you get, get to make masa. And then I'm going to make like purple flower tortillas, corn corn tortillas. Mixed tomal. Yeah. What's, what's special about purple corn? Um, so I watched a documentary about corn once. Oh, <laughs> never mind. This is why the people tune in. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> There's all these corn varietals that like the native yeah. peoples used to grow yeah. that some are just like extinct forever. Some are just gone, mm. lost to time. But like we grow up just thinking corn is yellow. Yeah. Not so. Not so. Not so. <laughs> but what, I mean, I don't know if that's because it's purple, but this particular kind supposedly has more protein in okay. it than others. So I don't know. Different flavor like profiles. Less sweet or something? Who knows? I don't know because I grew up with yellow corn yeah. in a can. <laughs> that'll be, anyway, that'll Are be for this, that'll be no, for this I'm next not. year. We'll talk about it. We'll learn together <laughs> about, <laughs> about purple Hopi corn. Anyway, uh, but the other, the other big thing is animals this year. We ended up adopting rescue hens, which people have been asking me like, what's a rescue chicken? Uh, there was a, a factory farm 
like for egg laying factory mm -hmm. farm, uh, you know, where they're kind of just in like a little tiny cage their yeah. whole life and just, just making eggs day after day. And they wanted to get rid of a bunch of their older hens and they mm -hmm. thought, well, rather than, I'm not sure the owner was like, you know, rather than just slaughtering them all, why don't we see if anybody wants to like adopt them? And so this, this local, it was down in Bloomington, this local animal rescue said, yeah, we'll take hundreds of maybe a thousand of them and, and started doing an all call to people who wants to come and adopt these hens. And so Liv saw that and said, we're doing it. Cause we were, we have this huge setup for, yeah. for our hens and we were ready for it. So she drove down to Bloomington to get five hens and came back with seven. And so we've had these seven God girls, rules. God rules. And these seven <laughs> Uh, girls that had basically never, as far as I know, never seen sunlight, never seen grass. They are yeah. li literally living in paradise now. You posted a video the other day of them like seeing snow for the first time. Yeah, right. Yeah. And they were all very like, confused. Yeah, it's very confusing, and they're like tiptoeing yeah. through it. It's yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty funny. It's cute. Anyway, so they're they're it's delightful, and they're so friendly, and they're so amazing, and so were they like immediately welcomed into the group by the no? OGs? We had to do we had the to do OG a bit hands? of a there is no that's a good question. They, it, we had to do a bit of a, a introductory period. Period, but we were surprised at how quickly they all got along. Mm. But they they first did their own thing. They would be like two little flocks. They'd both be in the same space, but each kind of separate. And now they're all mixed in together. Still, still only one rooster. Just Chester. Chester, Chester <laughs> are my little toxically masculine yeah. guy. He's yeah. still attacks me, but yeah. anyway. But now he's got a whole bunch more girls to watch out for. And the new girls, they don't have any fear. These mm. these girls oh, from the yeah. factory. And so they will wander off like, wait, they'll come down back to the front yard of our house. Like they're oh. everywhere. Wow. And so Chester's trying to keep track of all these girls and <laughs> poor guys all stressed out because like they're all going off in different directions. He's doing his best. But um, the other yeah. big thing with animals, and this is the last thing I'll say, is that we officially named and officially launched an animal sanctuary called Haven Farm Animal Sanctuary, which is essentially just oh, our way yeah. of, of naming what we do with the animals that we that we you know rescue and and try to give people opportunities in the future to like to support financially. You know, if we want to get a new rescue alpaca, people can come help us out with that or whatever, and uh, we'll have some volunteer opportunities and things like that. So that's been pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So wait, if uh, if people want to support that, what? Like what happens? What what do we do if we want to support that? Well, just there's a website, Haven Farm Sanctuary dot. Just Google it and uh, <laughs> Google Haven Farm Sanctuary. I, I was like throwing you a softball. That would have been right? a softball, but it's so new. I'm still figuring that out. Uh, but we got like an Instagram yeah. account and all of that. Um, this is this is kind of a sweet thing though. Real quick, just we lost our very first animal just a few oh, yeah. weeks ago. Humphrey, our very first adopted rabbit, who just changed our entire mindset, our entire world. Uh, he changed our just how we think about animals, et cetera. And is kind of the reason why we even would have an animal sanctuary in the first place. And just odd timing, but we launched the animal sanctuary and then he passed away like a week and a half after that. And so it's kind of interesting to think of all these other creatures that are now living in paradise because yeah. of what he did to change us. So anyway, so that's, what's been going yeah. on. All right. Is Humphrey the one who like flopped for that sermon, for that yeah, sermon. I used, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like we saw we saw a lot of Humphrey, yeah. back in the day, because he was yeah. like the whole our whole world at that point, yeah, Aww. yeah. This one's for Humphrey. Yeah, this one, Love him. this podcast, Love yes. him. yeah, yeah. Uh, so last time we did a podcast, I had two children. <laughs> um, and how many are you up to now? We are up to three now. Wow. We had our daughter in April, Lou. And uh, she's a Cabbage Patch baby. She's she, a doll. She's cute. Um, she has the, I call it the the National Strategic Cheek Reserve. Yeah. <laughs> she's got just these, the biggest yeah. cheeks. Just, we sent our uh, Christmas card out being like, hey, 
have Merry Christmas from the Benders, and nobody's nobody notices anything other than Lou. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. she's the, she steals uh, the center show. of attention. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's new. Uh, I'm now like take your take your kid to school dad mode every day. I'm taking Milo to kindergarten. Wow, and so we're we've entered into gets home from school, and I'm like, hey man, what'd you do? How, how was school? Fine. Yes. Yeah. We've like that's that's the yeah. stage we're in. You've What'd arrived. you do? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like, it, it has isn't it way too that early for that? In kindergarten. Yeah, I'm like, wow. hey, what'd you do at school today? Did you learn I don't know, math? Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah maybe. You, you gotta ask strategic questions. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Not like big open ended. See, questions. it's been a year. I don't I don't have any like help. Yeah, you got to get some, some <laughs> podcast parenting That's advice. That's why we started this back up. Just, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. to help you with your parenting. Yeah. So it, every morning is like a battle of like trying to get him out of bed and brush his teeth the right way and brush his teeth long enough. And no, you can't wear that. You wore that yesterday. And no, you can't. Like, do you want to do your hair? Like, it's just nonstop that. So from everything I've heard from people who have kids, it only gets better yeah. right? and easier. Yeah. Marin, the first time That's we recorded joke. this said- you were grateful to live vicariously yes, through that. Yes, I want to live vicariously through you and your stories <laughs> and your you adorable small children. When you're children. in it, when you're in it, you're like, Those "This are is the, the worst." Good old days, by comparison, I promise. Yeah, it doesn't. It, I part of it feels that way because you're like, "All right, I get, I get quality time with Milo on the way to school every day. That's gonna be great." When Lane is sick, do you snuggle him? <laughs> Do you snuggle? <laughs> yeah, we do. Ask me when the last time I snuggled Jaden was. <laughs> he, I, I doubt it. I bet you guys <laughs> no, snuggle when he's sick. No, he wasn't a snuggler past like seven. Oh, oh. I know. Yeah. It's the good old days. Yeah. So Lane, Lane's a force to be reckoned with. He is about to turn four and he was about, he was two last time we did a podcast. Wow. And so wow. he's a force to be reckoned with. He's not in school or anything, but. Uh, he will take the take the world by storm once he is, <laughs> once he is in school. Oh, but I, I said this last time, but we I've officially entered the phase where it's like, hey man, what's new? And I'm like, here's a story about one of my kids. Like yeah, I, don't, I don't have it's your keep world them coming. now. Yeah, it's my world. Keep I, I them coming. I don't have like chicken stories, stories about myself. Kid stories. Yeah. <laughs> adult kid stories. Yeah, friends of the pod know what they're coming for. They're, yeah, they know what they're here for. Oh, that and what they're here for is not this, guys. Yeah, right. What they're here for you. is the meat of the podcast, and that is uh, to discuss the sermon every week at, at Grace Church. And each week we ask, "What's the big idea? What's the big idea?" And we um, we invite people who have given the message uh, at Grace and. That just so happens to be you this Most time. Of the time. And we talk to them about, we ask questions about the sermon, what it meant to us. Can we go a little bit deeper? And so that's the heart of this podcast for anybody who's new or may have not listened for a while. Um, and so I want to do that. But I, but first, we're entering into a new sermon series, and we're in week one of that, and that's called Virtual Reality. And so to start a new year, we're starting a new sermon series. And Barry, can you kind of give us the synopsis of why we wanted to start the year with a sermon series about technology and virtual, called Virtual Reality? Sure. Yeah, so the series is my attempt to uh, acknowledge the fact that we are living in very, very unique 
times. I, people overuse the phrase unprecedented, but it is kind of mm. unprecedented. Like I, I mentioned in my message, like we're, we're all around 40 years old. Marin's 41. We're both 40, almost 41. And in our lifetime alone, things have massively changed with technology. Yeah. Like, like we, we, grew up in a world where you were not reachable all the time and you were not, you know, you didn't have access to all human knowledge in your pocket. Like it, things have really, really, really changed and really, really quickly. And so my conviction is that in a time of great seismic change like this, the church cannot just sit idly by, nor can we just let all of these changes yeah. just chew us up and make us look exactly like everyone else in the world. Like we really should be distinct in the way that we handle and approach technology. And so that's what the series is going to be about. Okay. And so week one, you, I think it's a four week series, five, five week series. Mm -hmm. So week one, it usually is kind of like, here's the overview of what we're going to learn in the next couple of weeks. And so Give us kind of the big idea or what you wanted us to take away from week one of this. Sure. This so the way the series works is we have these five principles that'll be kind of like principles for Christ followers engaging the digital world. And the first principle is kind of the most overarching principle, which is pretty simple. You are on a mission. You are on a mission. And so the big idea is essentially, uh, you know, we as followers of Jesus are not like I said, not just called to just sit around and be chewed up by the world. We're not called to withdraw from the world that we live in. We are called to go into the filth, go I into the, in the world, but I'm not of it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> we are, we are called to go into the world uh, and, and be a transformative influence in the world that we're a part of. And in our case, that's a rapidly changing digital world. We're called to go into it. Yeah. And, and so we got to figure out how. Mm. Marin, when we first started this podcast, you were hesitant to rapidly go into navigating Netflix. Oh, you mean like years ago? Yeah, years we, ago. First season this, one. When this podcast launched? Season one. Yeah, you were like- You didn't know that there was a Netflix button on correct. your remote, right? Yeah. That no. was a new so when, right. when he talks about rapidly evolving <laughs> technology and digital revolution, like how do you feel? Um. Okay, so it's it's uh it's a love hate relationship, mostly hate. <laughs> um, oh, no. My, I'm raising kids. I guess yeah. they're they're grown now, but I I I have raised kids throughout this digital revolution, and that has been incredibly challenging. I can't tell you how many times I've fantasized about taking a hammer to my kid's phone. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, kids are asking for phones younger and younger wanting this technology, the sum of all human knowledge. Yeah, My six-year-old right. literally said, can I have a phone? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you don't even know what that means. You just yeah. think there's games on it. So we didn't get our kids phones until they were in junior high. And that's because uh, both my husband and I had jobs that yeah. didn't allow us to be home when they got home from school. And we wanted them to have a way to reach us if they needed to reach us. Um, but anyway, since then, and that would have been, yeah, junior high, they got their first phones. It's just been this ongoing like climb of it's like you're climbing a jungle mountain. It's like hard <laughs> enough to climb sure. a mountain, but then there are jungle things in the way. And uh -huh. how do you like navigate what? vines? How do you Tigers. navigate social media with, right. with kids? How do you navigate giving them access to the whole world in the palm of their hand? How do you find right. um, things that will help filter out some of the evil that wants to try to get to them through the palm of their hand? It's, it's been incredibly challenging. And especially in light of, you know, my husband and I are the same age. He's 41, I'm 41. Things were not this way when we were growing up. Right. I just watched a, a Hulu docu-series about the 90s 
Um, And one of the interesting episodes talked about television in the 90s Mm. and how that like NBC, I think, had the must see TV. And it was the night where like every cool show was on that you didn't want to miss. Everybody's watching. Yeah. And you felt like you had to watch it when when it aired yeah, right you, you, you couldn't no go back option. you couldn't go back and watch it later and right. if you didn't watch it when it aired you wouldn't have something to talk with your friends about at school the next day right. or at work the next day or whatever yeah. so people would gather and i even remember like people having like tw- the show 24 or whatever oh, yeah. having like watch parties <laughs> of course that was people like a new invention yeah but now a snapshot of my home whatever i choose to watch you know if i'm watching tv while i'm eating dinner one kid will grab their computer, go to the dining room, yeah, set themselves fragmented. up and watch something else different while yeah. somebody else is upstairs on their phone watching yeah. something else. We have less and less time right. to be together, engaging in the same, even media. Yeah. And you, you mentioned at the top of your sermon, we're more isolated than ever. Right. And that's part of it. It's a right. byproduct of all of we're that. We're also, it, yeah, we're more isolated than ever and we're more connected than ever in weird new ways. Like if you're into... Yeah. I don't know, handmade pirate bandanas. There's a community yeah. for you. Like, you know, like there's, there's people, you can find people that have exactly like your thing somewhere in the world. And it, and yet face to face interaction. I mean, like actually like physical touch with other people is getting less and less and less mm-hmm. frequent. Yeah. And we'll get into this in, in a few more weeks, but like physiologically, that's a major red flag because yeah. we are, we are actually biologically designed to have yeah. in-person like, interactions with other Mm -hmm. humans. And so, yeah, it's causing all kinds of unexpected problems to our lives and and world. So when we talk about technology, are we talking exclusively about like social media and connectivity? Are we talking about like uh, smart air fryers? (laughs) What are we talking about? I would say yes. (laughs) Yes. And yes, we're talking about all of it. I also think we're talking about some aspects of technology that we don't even think, we don't even think about the fact that this has changed our lives. Like the way that we interact with our world, the way that we do certain things. Like, I I don't know uh, if you're buying a new car or a used car, it used to be you'd go to several used car dealerships, walk around, take a look at some of the ones you liked and then made a decision. I guess this is the one I'll get or the one I can afford. Now, what do you do? You go online, you look at Kelly blue book, you find all the, you've, pick what exactly you're looking for. And then you go and you look at the car that you're already planning to buy. And it's like things like that, which yeah, I don't know that that is a very significant one, but it's those types of things that just shift the way that we think, uh, the way that we interact with our world and TikTok and Facebook and all that yeah. stuff that are so obvious. Uh, yeah. It's all to me, it's all part of the, the digital revolution. I feel old school because I still go to the grocery store. Like there how many go. people have our, have their groceries delivered sure, right to their front sure. door. Yeah. And, and COVID accelerated so much of it because we were forced away from each other. Mm. And so new things became commonplace that even then were already just beginning. So yeah. 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 My sisters are five and six years younger than I am. And they think I'm crazy for going into Target or Walmart because yeah. they just do pickup all the time. Sure. All the time. Wow. So you, you mentioned it when you told us the big idea, you said, uh, you know, we're talking about principles. Yeah. Um, because obviously the Bible doesn't talk about what do you do when somebody's being mean or like On should Instagram. You, yeah. You know, <laughs> right. And so, um, how do you see the biblical principles like informing our engagement with technology explicitly? Is that something that we'll discover over the next few weeks or is there something you can share? Well, yeah, I, I could, I could even give you all the principles right now if you wanted them, but basically, yes. yes? <laughs> all right. <clears throat> well, 
the, the basic idea, and I, I mentioned this in the message, why would we be talk, looking at the Bible for principles about technology? Because yeah. like they didn't like, right. and I, I said, I know, I said that the highest technology was the plow. That was not being fair to the ancient Greco-Roman culture that had really amazing- Thank you for saying that, yeah. Barry. I, I know, just, I know. They had, they had aqueducts. Very upset. They had- they, they were getting into advanced metallurgy. I know you were upset about that, Marin. Well, me and many others. So <laughs> thank you. Anyway, but it was a, anyway. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the point that I made though, is that technology changes, always changes, but human nature doesn't. And, he, and, and the human experience doesn't. So even though our world looks indistinguishable or no, looks completely different than the ancient world, um, the, the realities of our engagement with the broken world don't. Those are the same. And so the principles are basically this. Um, and there's, there's the first one, you were on a mission, which we'll, I assume, get into a bit more here in a second. But the second principle that we'll talk about next week is garbage in, garbage out. It's the way of talking about the, the things that we choose to set our minds on to things that we choose to dwell on or feed into our consciousness. And in our case, a lot of that is based on what the algorithms are feeding us, uh, the things that make us outraged, the, the, whatever, all the content that we're looking at, even junk, the junk food of the mind kind of stuff that will affect the way that we live, the people that we are and the way that we actually engage with the broken world. And if we're on mission, we have to be very thoughtful about what we're feeding ourselves. That's number, that's week two. Week three is uh, Sabbath breaks chains. And we're going to talk about the fact that so much of our digital world is designed to enslave us and to force us to be captives to whatever these big companies want us to do or look at or how it's, how, whatever. All the, and so one of the best tools in our arsenal as followers of Christ is Sabbath. These intentional breaks that say, you're not the master of me. I am the master of you. And so we'll talk about that. Uh, week four is, um, oh shoot, I'm, I'm blanking. Give me two seconds. Week five is, <laughs> is uh, we heal face to face. And so week five will be all about that, that need to recover the face to face interactions, the local community, even as we stay connected in the digital space. Uh, and then week four, I just reworded it. It is, oh, uh, your uh, likes do not define you. That's what I how I how I worded it. We just jumped to week five and then went back to week yes. four. Yes, yes. Week four. I'm tracking. Week four likes do not define you, and that'll be talking a lot more about our identity and how we are, especially young people, because they're still forming their identity. But mm. but everybody is so shaped by the way that we are viewed online that it short circuits a lot of our identity, which is meant to be found in Christ. So we'll get there. There you go. That's probably more information than you want, but that's the series yeah. in a nutshell. Good. Okay. So you kind of, a significant theme that you acknowledged was that technology is awesome, except when it isn't, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, like it's great that we can get sushi delivered to our door, our doorsteps, but it also contributes to harm. Like the polarization of society. Yeah. yeah. It, like it, people's anxiety skyrockets, sure. loneliness, societal division, like all this stuff. And so- why, and we'll get into the, the takeaways here in a second, but why shouldn't everybody just quit like social media? Like sure. if, that, if there is such cause for harm and like my wife this year was like, I'm off social media, I'm off, I'm done. And so she's completely withdrawn. She's like, why shouldn't we, why shouldn't we withdraw if all these bad things are happening? Sure. Why shouldn't we just get out? Right. Well, there, there's an argument to be made for, it, like as a society, 
as an entire society, maybe we should. Maybe there are some things that we should bail on now as an entire society. The reality though, is that that's not really within our control. It's beyond us. It's the world that we live in. And so the question becomes, what is our relationship then to that society? Do we withdraw? Do we move in? What, what do we transform it, et cetera? Those are, those are the bigger questions. It'd be like someone in ancient Rome saying like, why can't like human society just decide that empires and, and <laughs> wars are not a good thing. Yeah. Like, let's just stop those. It's like, well, that's yeah. not an option. We yeah. live in a world of empire and war. What do we do as followers of Christ in the midst of it? Do we move out to the desert? Do we try to transform the society, et cetera? So it's the same questions that they were asking back then, just different, different, yeah. Uh, causes. And so you said we are on mission. We are on a mission. And so what is that mission? What are we supposed to do? What is, what should we be accepting as our mission? So the main passage for the, for the message is John 17, where Jesus is praying for his disciples right before the crucifixion. And so this is kind of like his final thoughts, kind of what's most on his heart right before he goes to the cross. And he has this beautiful prayer where he's praying that the disciples would be one, they'd be unified and all of that. Um, but he prays specifically for them. He says, he says, look, they're not of this world. They, they don't belong to this world, but I'm sending them into the world, just like I was sent into the world. And so I dwelled on that for a while in the message because growing up, and I'm curious to hear what you guys think of this, but growing up, I always heard that passage summarized as I am You've got the sound clip. I am, I am, uh, I may be in the world, but I'm I'm not not of it. it, Right. I'm, I'm in the world, (laughs) but I'm not of it, which to me, I always interpreted as, uh, my job was to not be corrupted by the bad things of the world, which was like sinful humanity. I I should avoid all of that. So I was joking about how I, you know, wouldn't listen to secular music or hang out with too many non-Christians or watch R-rated movies because I'm in the world but I'm not of it. Yeah. That was how I always heard it. Did you guys grow up like that? Or I mean, at least I, hearing it that way. <laughs> I texted my family when you said that. Yeah. Um, Cause we're a lot more worldly than you. Apparently you were in the world <laughs> we were and, and of, of the it. world. <laughs> very worldly people. No, I definitely heard that phrase all growing up. You know, it's funny talking about it now. I can remember it. It's in a Stevie wonder song. Do you know that? No, really? From like the seventies. No, I yeah. didn't know that. Um, yeah in the world, not of it, but it's it, in the song, it's kind of criticizing that notion because oh, yeah. saying that you're in the world, but not of it is a way to dismiss yourself from any responsibility of sure. the world. You well, know, there we oh, go. Right. I, I, Stevie wonder and I are on the same page on that one. Yes. <laughs> right. He was warning people of the dangers of that phrase, but hmm. no, I, I did grow up with that phrase. And, um, I guess it, I don't even know how, mm, from what I know of your upbringing, though, Marin, it, I I guess that more of what you would have heard would have been more in the missional stream than oh for sure than like someone in a suburban evangelical setting like me. Absolutely, yeah. I instead of I think I get tongue tied because on one hand, yeah, I did have like secular music was outlawed for me as a child between sure. the ages of like I don't know twelve and seventeen when yeah. I went and bought my first. Leonard Skinner album. Yeah. That's true story. Right. Um, rebellion yeah. in the form of Neil Young <laughs> and Leonard Skinner. Um, but yeah, so, so I did kind of have a stringent upbringing in, mm. in that regard, but I also had, uh, I had parents who were in a metal band because sure. they wanted to go into the world right. and kind of redeem that right. for Christ. Right. And so it wasn't like avoid rock music altogether. Sure. It wasn't that. 
but it was like, hey, we don't want you being influenced by bands like Rage Against, Against the Machine. Oh yeah, Rage, yeah. yeah, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Who we kind of love, but anyway. Um, for me, it was like, I, I never really heard anything until I became kind of a go to church kind of kid, like, which was in high school. Mm. And I started working at Moody bookstore <laughs> and I just remember like Switchfoot, the band. Oh yeah. Like they, they had a song in a movie, uh, <laughs> dare you to move. It's a good song. song? Oh yeah. 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 I and that. everybody was like, get them out. They're of the world now. Oh really? They're part of Hollywood. They, they, were, get they them weren't out. proud of the fact that they made the, <laughs> no. a Christian they, band. They sold out. They sold out. They sold out, but not yeah. just sold out. They are secular Ooh. and we got to get them out. And wow, so, that is not at all what happened to Switchfoot <laughs> in my world. That's what happened they in my world. They were championed yeah, in so my like, world. We're not selling yeah. the CDs anymore. Get them out. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. All that to say, that has been, for me at least, that was my upbringing. That was the way that I thought of it. Mm. And and my big point in the message was, that's not actually what Jesus says here at all. Literally, he says, you are not of the world. True. You are sent into it mm-hmm. as my followers. Like, yeah. like I'm sending you in just as I was sent in. And so I, I asked the question, what does it mean? Like you asked the question, what does it mean to be sent into the world? Yeah. And I took us back to John three. Uh, uh, so actually, uh, Nick Peace said, uh, he saw me today. He's like, Hey, this is starting the year on a great note. You had John three sixteen, <laughs> Oliver twist and cocaine wow. in your first message. So. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, anyway, John three seventeen says that, that, uh, God sent his son into the world. Same phrase, not to judge the world, AKA to condemn the world. Those, that, that word means both things, uh, but to save it. And so we are sent into the world, not to judge it or condemn it, but to save it, which is a really different thing than stop selling Switchfoot CDs at movie yeah. bookstore, right? Yeah. So that that was my my twist that we've been saying this phrase wrong this whole time. It's into yeah. the world, not of the world. So there is that aspect where we do need to find a way to remain holy and set apart because we should not look identical to everyone else around. We should live in such a way that our lives are distinct from the world. Yeah. However, our posture, I believe, should be one of intentionality and mission moving in to transform the world around us, not just withdrawing and shrugging our shoulders and saying, man, sure don't like that TikTok stuff or whatever, yeah. you know, like we got to find a way. And, and the, the thing that I'm, I, I, we haven't talked about Victorian England yet. That was my nope. major, my <laughs> yeah. major operating metaphor was yeah. the idea of, of the industrial revolution transforming mm-hmm. Victorian England in like Charles Dickens and all the orphans on the streets and the smog in the air. And like, it was a terrible time. And like I said, they're putting cocaine in the cough medicine, like four-year-olds in coal mines. Like it was like ridiculous extremes. Yeah. And yeah, they had some good new technology, but it was chewing up people in the process. And I think that's the stage that we are in with the digital revolution. Like we are still putting four-year-olds in coal mines. It's just called giving, you know, teenagers social media accounts. It's called, you know, allowing seven-year-olds to have access to all human knowledge. Like it's, it's that kind of thing where we are, we are not as a society ready for the the changes that these technologies mm-hmm. are, are the technology is us. outpacing. Us. Exactly. Just like it was when they had, you know, locomotives running over people who didn't know that they go fast. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it, it was like t- society needed time to transition. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. And so I asked the question, what would it have looked like had the church 
been on mission mm. in that time, willing to move into the filth, to adopt the orphans, to even to start businesses that were focused on helping society and not just profiting off of it. Like mm. the church missed their opportunity. And, yeah. and so that I don't want us to miss ours. So you kind of gave three choices. Sure. Uh, one was get chewed up right. by it. Two was withdraw or yeah, withdraw. Yeah, withdraw. And then three was to accept the mission, like right. be on mission and accept the mission. And as I'm listening to you say this, I'm I'm trying to put myself like which one am I which one am I doing? And I wonder I wonder which one this is because I was like Man, I just want to, I just want to see like golf tips and like smoked meats. I don't, I don't need like, I don't need all the social media stuff. I don't need all that, but I do want to see golf tips and smoked meats. So am I withdrawing? Is that a withdrawal or is that a, am I getting chewed up? Right. Because it does, it doesn't really feel like I'm on mission. Like right. how, how do, how do I know if the answer to I'm on mission is true for me? I, it's a good question. I, and I tried to say it at the end of the message, which is like, this is uncharted territory. Like I don't have, we're going to cover a bunch of ideas in this series, but I don't have like a playbook for how does the church transform the digital, the world, yeah. the digital world. Like this is new. We're the first people to ever have to ask that question. So we're figuring this out together. I will say there are some questions you can ask uh, about your use of technology. Like does the way that the technology I use, does the way I use it make me more like Jesus or less like Jesus in some way. Yeah, and, and I'm and, like probably less, but I still want to know about the stuff that I care about. So like- Well, sure. Yeah. And so maybe like that, but that's a question to ask. Like yeah. what would it look like to enjoy the benefits of all the information about smoked meats that you could possibly want <laughs> yeah. without- becoming less like Jesus. There's yeah. gotta be a way, you know, with, yeah. with all the um, same thing about the way that the, the technology that we use influences like how we shape the world. We're posting things, we're interacting with things, you know, we're feeding into economic systems with the way we use technology. Are we in our actions with technology making the world mm. more like the kingdom of God yeah. or less? And those are the kinds of evaluation questions that again, I don't, I don't have like some miraculous list of solutions for, and this is how we should be doing it. I just think this is an important time for us to be asking those yeah. questions. Yeah. It's about, it's about asking yourself the question. I don't think that it's prescriptive. Right. I don't think that in the same way that like some are apostles and prophets and evangelists and yeah. pastors and teachers, I think we'll probably engage with technology differently, right. depending even on like our spiritual gifting and, and what we're yeah. called to do. There are probably some who are going to go in and be like, they're going to use technology for evangelism. Right. Right. But others of us might just use technology to live out a quiet life. Yeah. You know, right. and just, right. just let people see Jesus in you in a, in a different way. Like yeah. I, I don't think that everybody is going to use social media as an evangelistic tool. Agreed. Um, but, and what? it's kind of between yeah. you and God, right? Yeah. Like if your wife wants to take a break from social media, that doesn't make her any less of uh, any less on mission. Yeah. Her mission might be different. Right. Right. And Sabbath breaks chains. We should be very, very comfortable and used to taking breaks from things that might addict us. I, I also think when it comes to like social media, I, I mentioned this, for example, like what would it look like to use Facebook as a way to build bridges, not to sow more division and hate. Mm -hmm. Like there's a real easy one. Does the way that you use Facebook sow division and hate 
or does it build bridges or vice versa? If you think about the, what you're seeing yeah. garbage in garbage out is the stuff that you're seeing on TikTok making you more loving and kind and peaceful and generous and self-controlled <clears throat> or is it making you more angry and frustrated and vitriolic and hate filled? And like, it's that, that's the kind of thing I want us to be thinking about. Yeah. So, um, and I, and I think there are ways that we can begin to use technology to do what is right to do what is going to transform this world. We have the opportunity to start navigating that. Can I tell you how TikTok did that for me mm. this yes. weekend? Let's hear it. <laughs> I'm very curious. Okay. I, I have a friend I haven't seen in a long time. Mm. Um, and this friend uh, used to go to Grace. Now they go somewhere else and we're still friends, but we haven't really gotten together and it's been nearly a year. So mm. just, we just kind of fell fell off of each other's radar, yeah. I guess, in a way. But then there was a TikTok recipe mm. for like a tart, okay? Uh -huh. Made from puff pastry and shallot and goat cheese and mm. honey and thyme. Ooh, I want that right Believe now. Believe God! Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, so TikTok, right? Yeah. You're coming to my house. We're going to make this TikTok recipe and we're just going to catch up on everything. Love that. That tart is delicious and I would recommend it to anyone. Sure. And maybe, you know, at some point, just reach out to me. I'll share the TikTok video with you. But that was the thing. That <laughs> was the phenomenal... thing that like brought someone to my house for dinner. Yes. Yes. That, and we used it for community. Yeah. Had dinner at my kitchen table. It was just yeah. a lovely evening. That is So that's beautiful because what you're doing, you're letting the spark of an idea from technology yeah. that you would not have gotten otherwise. Look at you. Well, you could do it with smoked meats. Yeah, I could. Waiting for my invite. <laughs> <laughs> but that's brilliant because it led to a face-to-face -face connection. Right. And true community like that. That's exactly right. That's exactly what we're talking about. That's br that's brilliant. There's a scripture that came to my mind while you were preaching the message and I want to read it. It's, uh, and forgive me if I'm stealing it from a future week since we All are good. only in week one. <laughs> Romans 13. I used to love this scripture as a kid. New Romans, King James. I'll read it from the NLT for your sakes. <laughs> <laughs> Romans 13, 12. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. Because we belong to the day. Mm. We must live decent lives for all to see. And I'll pause there. I feel like that's how the majority of, of us who, who call ourselves Christ followers would think or say that we use social media. We want to live decent lives for all to see. Sure. This could be the Bible making yeah. a case for yeah. us going into the digital Absolutely. world to live decent lives right. for all to see. And then it goes on. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties. Now, some of these were real easy to write off, you know, like, okay, yeah. wild parties. I don't struggle with that. <laughs> don't participate in the he darkness hard. <laughs> wild parties uh, and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity and immoral living. Piece of cake. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Or in quarreling Ooh. and jealousy. Mm. The quarreling word Ooh. is what really stuck out. Mm. Because while we are out there trying to live decent lives for all to see, and it's pretty easy for us to avoid wild parties and promiscuity and immoral living, the quarreling part has tripped us, tripped us up. Oh yeah. As a church, big time. And so yeah. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. So what would it, what does it mean and what would it look like to bring the presence of Jesus Christ yeah. into the digital realm? For 
for all to see. Yeah. I love that, that line. Yeah. And it's, I didn't, I didn't really like zero in on this in John 17, but it's similar to what he says there. He said, may they be in us so that the world will believe that you sent me. It's, we are living representations of God sending Christ into the world. Yeah. That's a great, that's great. It wasn't part of the future message, but it should be. There you go. So I might add it. (laughs) All right. um, So you connected the negative impacts of technology on mental health and various groups of people. And so as, as Christians, how do we support people struggling with these issues? Um, Like what, what if my final answer to your question is, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on mission. I'm on, I'm, I'm in on that. I'm using tech for good, but my son isn't, or my daughter isn't, or my husband or wife or friend or neighbor isn't doing that. How do we support them? How do we help them discover the mission? I guess. Sure. Well, that's a great question. That's something we'll be talking about in the next few weeks. I think if it's someone that's in your family, um, there are some things that we can do to help guide them. And in fact, we actually have provided a bunch of resources and we didn't create them. There's some really amazing stuff out there uh, on that on the website, gracechurch.us slash technology. Uh, at the bottom of the page are all these links. Like one in particular that I'm passionate about is the Center for Humane Technology. They just have some, there's like a think tank that does incredible, incredible work uh, that you can look there for resources about how to talk to your kids about social media and what what are some healthy limits to include for children at certain developmental stages. Like that kind of stuff you can do for those that are within your sphere of influence. Um, for for neighbors, for friends, like this is the uncharted territory that we need to talk about. How do you influence a neighbor who's being chewed up by their addiction yeah. to hate-filled social media like that? That's a good question. And um, what does it look like to live in such a way for them to see what the presence of Christ looks like? I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, a a big question. I do think um, there are certain activities that we're going to do like the, the January 27th, no screen Saturday challenge, Yeah, which (laughs) if you're a parent, I mean, personally, if I was a parent, I'd be so looking forward to this, even though the kids are going to freak out and dread it. Like we, we did it last time we talked about this topic and people said it was a really beautiful day. It really was. So Sunday you mentioned it. Yeah. Um, Micah, who sings on the worship team, I I call him my son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's practically my family. He's not done a no screen Saturday before. And so when you said it, he he had a physical reaction of, oh, to the thought of not having a screen for a whole day. That's right. Which was hilarious because Mm. he did that at 9.15. From my perch behind the keyboard at 11, I knew where you were going at the end of the, the message. And I looked over at my other son, Jaden, yeah. when you said no screen Saturday. Oh, no. And he literally said, yes, <laughs> because it was <laughs> such he has experience. a yeah. great experience yeah. as a family. And yeah. I love that, like, no screen Saturday. He's, he even remembered. He's like, we did it in the fall last time, right? Mm. He's like, oh, it might be a challenge this winter because there's less like outdoor <laughs> uh-huh. opportunities. He's but thinking through it. He's already planning yeah. no yeah. screen Saturday. I, I love it. For somebody who has done one already yeah. to know that this is a cool day and yeah. we're looking forward to it. That right. was really cool. Right. So as a family, I mean, you could, if you're a parent, you could own that and make it a great day and teach your kids there's great joy to be had yeah. outside of your yeah. device. Micah said, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I said, just come to my house. Yeah. Come yeah, over yeah. that day. You'll be fine. <laughs> And I, I don't know if, if we have time to answer this question and maybe there isn't an answer, but um, if we accept the mission, all right, I'm on mission. Um, there's a whole other level as I think about di- digital revolution and technology, there's a whole other level of like what is actually happening out there. And it, it involves complex issues like 
morality and data integrity and ethics and right. AI ethics and right. digital federal, equity. federal regulation of artificial intelligence. Yeah. yeah. And like people having access to technology equally like that sure. kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. so I don't know if we're ever going to get to talk about that, but that's also kind of where my mind went is like, all right, I'm on mission, but there's a whole thing that like is trying to like is actively against me when it comes right. to technology. Right. And so do I even have a chance to accomplish the mission? Right. Good question. <laughs> you both looked at me like I well, had an no, answer to that. No, I think it depends on what your mission is. Yeah. Like where your head went with it is not where my head went with it. You didn't like, think about AI ethics? No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> not right not, not right away, at least. Yeah, yeah. Maybe by week four, I'll be ready to talk about AI ethics. Okay. Right? But like it's easy yeah. to be overwhelmed by the mission if you think of it in such broad terms. Yeah. And right. then if you're overwhelmed, it's like, well, who am I? I'm just a drop in the bucket. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then you throw it all away and- I think that's exactly what we're not trying to do with this yeah, series is right. make people feel overwhelmed by all of that. It, to me, it rings, it rings bells of dealing with things like racism or yeah, sexism. It's like, it's like justice. systemic issues yeah. that are completely baked into society that there's no individual that could possibly fix it. It, it is very tempting to throw up your hands and say, right. I guess there's nothing I could do. There are two things you can do. One of those is to control what goes on around you to work in your world to transform it. And the other thing is to, to be a part of a, the conversation to, I mean, that's how democracy works. We together have a conversation as a society, which leads to change. And again, I, I'm going to keep bringing them up. The center for humane technology. That's one of the big things they talk about. They would say that it's ridiculous to blame parents for kids having bad social media, like, habits because he's like, it's not the parent's fault. There's an entire system built mm -hmm. on the attention economy, which they we're it's like a couple of parents versus these like multi-billion dollar algorithms that are designed to race to the bottom of your brain, your kid's brainstem. It's like, you don't stand mm -hmm. a chance as a parent. So what we need to be doing is collectively as a society, having these conversations, collective action, like uh, voting, like working through those kinds of things as a society, which is not as satisfying as saying, here's what I can do to fix the problem. Um, they're both true. They both have to happen. Yeah. Okay. That solves it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, where do we go next? What are we doing? So like I said, next week is all about uh, garbage in, garbage out. And I'm really hopeful that we'll have some good conversation about the kinds of things that we are feeding into our minds. And I'm using, I, I don't know how deep I'll use this analogy, but I've thought a lot about the fact that, you know how like your gut bacteria responds and, and the, the different species of gut bacteria respond to, tell me. <laughs> respond to uh, what foods you eat. So if you eat a lot of leafy greens, the type of bacteria that yeah. love leafy greens proliferate. If you eat a ton of fats, sugars, and, and you know, salts, the type of, of bacteria that thrive in that environment proliferate, and then they start to shape what you desire. Like your, the more leafy greens you eat, the more you're going to want to eat leafy greens. Cause that's what your gut bacteria is telling your brain anyway. Yeah. So it's similar. It's like the more that we give ourselves the fats, sugars, and salts of the digital world, the more that's what we're going to want. It's it. What does it look like to become healthier in our intake? I don't know yeah. that mm. it, that's what we'll talk about. Okay. And then you've got a couple other things you're doing. Oh like yeah. Peripherally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, talk, talk about that. For we're going to do a, uh, a Twitch stream, which is like video game streaming. I'll be doing that. I did that a couple times during COVID. It was a lot of fun. Um, it'll be like family friendly. So kids and students can watch. That's, kind of the target audience. And I'll be partnering up with Danny and Randy from our student ministries. And we'll just be goofing off and talking a little bit about 
the realities of social media for kids and for students and, and kind of what, what that's like as we play a, a ridiculous fun game. Uh, and then we're also going to be screening the movie, uh, the social dilemma, which I called it wrong at 11. I can't yeah. believe I said the social network, which is a, a Jesse Eisenberg movie about Facebook. So I hope that's people are we'll not Justin Timberlake was in it. I will clear that up. Yeah. I will clear that up this coming Sunday, but it's going to be, uh, uh, the documentary, which actually was made by the guys from the center for humane technology. So I don't know if you knew that, but it, they're, they're oh, the guys that did cool. that. And so I'll be leading a discussion group there. And I think it'll be a really great, um, great conversation. No screen Saturday, as I mentioned. And oh yeah, between Sundays is yeah. back. So yeah, the social dilemma screening, if you're attending grace is January 23rd, the Twitch stream is January 17th. And then the no screen Saturday is the 27th. And you can find all that information at gracechurch.us slash technology. That's right. All right, guys. First show in the books. We did First it. show of season seven back in the books. We made it. We still got it. We'll be back next week with uh, for week two. Go like and subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash gracechurchin, and we'll be looking for you there. But for now, Marin, do you remember how to do this? I'm thinking. Will you please send us out? There it is. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday. 